The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1831. Today, a book review for you about the Star Wars Who's Who in the Galaxy character storybook. Let's go. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode where we're going to talk about the Star Wars Who's Who in the Galaxy character storybook. This is actually part of the Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures segment of stories, which debuted on the Star Wars Kids YouTube channel. And it's not necessarily clearly marked with that, it's, that shows up on the back of the thing. It's you know something that you wouldn't otherwise suspect tied into that, but it is targeted at kids ages 16 six to eight years old, and thank you very much to Disney Lucasfilm Press for sending me a copy to check out in advance of its release. It's coming out a week from today on July 16th. It covers all eight so far of the Skywalker Saga movies, so everything from The Phantom Menace all the way up through The Last Jedi, and I gotta tell you, there's something about this book that, you know, as I was reading it, really struck home with me. And I'll start off by just flagging the fact that, you know, this doesn't exist anymore, but I promise you, you can take my word for this. When it comes to canon storytelling, one of the things that Pablo Hidalgo has said about canon is that all canon really means is whether other storytellers have to take something into account in their own storytelling. And that's what canon really means. The reason why you have to take my word for it that he said this is because he has set his Twitter account to auto-delete older tweets. So, I mean, maybe on the Internet Archive's Wayback Machine that can be found cataloged someplace. But yeah, uh, trust me when I tell you that I got that quote directly from Pablo Hidalgo on his Twitter account before the tweet was deleted. Canon just means whether another storyteller has to take a particular story you're wondering about into account. And so for a retelling of the eight Star Wars movies, naturally the original movies have to be taken into account. And so this is a canon book, if you will. But what struck me about it as I was reading the Phantom Menace story is that it reminded me of something that I used to do both with Quizmaster Joe and Scorekeeper Declan back when they were much younger, when they were not allowed to watch the Star Wars movies because we felt that they were just, you know, they weren't ready for them yet. Like, you know, the violence, the, you know, that sort of thing was a little bit too much for them in their younger days. But I still wanted to share the stories with them, and so as bedtime, not reading, but as bedtime stories, I would tell them the story of Star Wars, or The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, The Phantom Menace, like all those older stories. This was before the sequel trilogy had come out, or had any of the sequel movies had been released, so it was just the six, right? But I would tell them abbreviated versions of those Star Wars stories. And anytime it came to a part where I had to, you know, describe someone being killed by someone else, the word that I would use instead of kill 
was defeat. And strangely enough, that's exactly the word that gets used in the retelling of the Star Wars stories for six to eight year olds in this character storybook. So right then and there, like I just felt that immediate pang of, oh my gosh, this brings me back to the days of being a parent of younger children and the start of sharing these stories with a new generation of people who would fall in love with Star Wars. And, you know, even as an adult then, like, I still enjoy the retelling of these stories. And, you know, it's not like there's anything necessarily new that's revealed. I will say, you know, like, if I'm gonna nitpick anything, right, um, one thing that I wish had been done in the stories is that, you know, they revisit each character as they switch from story to story. So they'll give a brief sketch about Darth Sidious or Emperor Palpatine or Chancellor Palpatine or Senator Palpatine as it were, you know, as he progresses through the different stories. They'll, you know, do a little bio of Obi-Wan or Anakin in each of the stories, but they don't necessarily reference the fact that you, they've already talked about them in earlier stories. So, for example, you meet Anakin Skywalker in the Phantom Menace thing, but then his bio in Attack of the Clones doesn't say Anakin is now much older than he was when we saw him in The Phantom Menace. Like, there's no references between these are written very much as standalone stories, and that I wish had been done a little differently. There is a bit of shorthand that's involved in... Yoda revealing to Luke that Leia is his sister. It's given to Yoda as, you know, presenting the full revelation when, of course, we know in the movies it was, you know, a combination of Yoda and then Ben revealing the rest of it. But, I mean, that's, you know, that's minor, comparatively speaking. And then, of course, there's a note in The Force Awakens storytelling saying that Snoke survived or escaped the Starkiller blast. And as far as we know, Snoke was not on Starkiller base when the base exploded. He wasn't anywhere near it. But, you know, again, like technically he did escape it because he wasn't there. So I guess you know, it is essentially true from a certain point of view. But overall, Ella Patrick is the person who's credited with writing the stories. And, you know, the strange thing about some of the younger books is that the authors are just not mentioned on the covers of the books or on the spines. Like, you have to go inside to the title page or sometimes even to the colophon page to look at who the author of these stories are. And so, you know, that's a bit of a bummer. I would like to see folks like Ella Patrick get a little bit more visibility because she did a fantastic job. So um, if you have young kids or young grandkids, <laughs> it's certainly possible. Um, young nephews, nieces, cousins, what have you and you want to share Star Wars stories with them and, you know, you're just getting them into the whole mythology or you want them to be able to read for themselves. You know, the reading level is pretty easy. There are some big words here and there, but um, any six through eight-year-old, you know, coming across a word that they don't understand, they should just ask. And it gives you a good opportunity to interact with them. I was very pleased with the way this turned out. And again, it just brought back some wonderful memories for me too. There's something else that's pretty awesome about the book and I will share that with you after the break. Stay tuned.
This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact, the premier email marketing solution for small businesses and organizations. I've used their service since 2003, and over the past decade and a half, I've watched them evolve, make the product simpler, more powerful, easy to use, and do everything that they can to help train people to use the product more effectively and for it to work with other forms of marketing like social media, for example. So. Check out sw7x7.com slash email to learn more about Constant Contact and start a free trial. Once again, that is sw7x7.com slash email for a free trial. Welcome back. So in addition to mixing in story advancing character bios with this whole thing, there are also you know a lot of wonderful panels showing action happening throughout the Star Wars movies. And a lot of instances in the text referring to the concept of hope. And I talked about hope on the anniversary broadcast on Sunday and about the fact that I'm going to be writing a book called Hyperspacing Hope, at least that's the working title at this point, and examining the role of hope in Star Wars and how it applies to our own lives as well. And so, you know, maybe this is just a situation where now that I'm starting to think a little bit more uh, deeply about hope or a little more, you know, intensely about it, that I'm starting to see it pop up a little bit. But the number of times it's referenced in this character storybook was actually rather surprising. And again, I don't know if it's just because I'm now turning my attention to it or because it's, you know, proof that the, you know, the element of hope is a very very integral part to all of these Star Wars stories, to the whole Skywalker saga, to the mythology of the Star Wars universe. So um, it's just kind of a neat thing to see unfolding. And I thought I would just make a note of that as you know, I continue along this path and we start talking about hope a little bit more here on the show, you and I. So that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.